space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is The Jungle Book. Starring Taylor Moore as Backyard Pile, Branson Reese as Scorpio Nair, Tim Platt as Rip Van Winkle, and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. Grizzled Veterans Log, space date 398438.edu. Back on Earth, they have what they call horse latitudes, areas north and south of the equator, where you'll never find much wind. Sure, it was great for wind haters, but bad for sailors. In the old days, big ships could be so dangerously becalmed that sailors would throw their horses overboard to conserve water, completely forgetting that with proper biological synthivators, those horses could be turned into water, or even Sprite. Where was I? Oh, right. A strange phenomenon has rendered the Cavalier's hyperwarp engines inoperative. On regular impulse power, it would take 4,398 years to reach the next system and so we find ourselves the calm. Our horses have been moved to undisclosed locations for their own protection. Our only lead seems to be that the phenomenon affecting our hyperwarp drive is emanating from a specific point on a nearby planet, Roblox 4. Security Chief Threadcount recruited a crack team of Patriarch-tier operators to investigate the phenomenon and resolve it to a fatal end. But those guys all had filed PTO requests weeks ago, so I'll be assembling my own team. Backyard pile out. Heat. Humidity. The menacing buzz of alien insects. Jungly enough for you? A twizzle-tailed capuchin swings from some branches, but is immediately swallowed up by a crawling purple blood iris with blades for petals. Yeah, that better be jungly enough for you. We pan down and see our heroes stalking through the forest floor. At the front of the line is Backyard Pile, a tall and lanky, 
veteran of the Vanguard security forces with sort of a little above shoulder length salt and pepper hair and a big, beautiful, drooping mustache. He's wearing, even though they're in the jungle, he is wearing his space camouflage. Black camo with, uh, like, Saturns and stars on it. And he's chopping at the dangerous vegetation with a laser machine. In the middle of the line, which is known to be the safest part of any three-person line, stands Scorpio Nair, a shining example of the Phallocene people who are a, a reptilian race who evolved from venomous gecko-like creatures. They're completely sentient and they love arguing and catching others in their own logic more than all else. Uh, Scorpio, is, he stands with extremely rigid posture and his neck, well, it is frankly too long. He eyes the jungle warily and dismissively. Ah, uh, the back of the line. That point in the line where you only go when you got something to prove. There is Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle is old. He's got a foot-long beard and he's holding a shotgun. He's dressed, of course, like a Dutch-American immigrant. And he's hunched over. As I said, this man is old. But why? Well, maybe the story will answer that question. It won't. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rip Van Winkle is, is uh, pointing his shotgun at different giant bugs. Uh, Captain, uh, Captain, uh, sh- should I fire or, or, or hold? Uh, should I fire? I'm not your captain, first of all. I don't care how much you've got to prove Van Winkle. And no, don't fire unless you're threatened immediately. These bugs could have sentiency, souls. They might even have rights humans. So predictable, always reaching out for a captain or an authority figure of some sort. You're such a baby-like race. I sometimes feel like a baby, what with the things have changed around me. When I fell asleep, King George was the king of the American colonies. Now, I don't know what to think. We're in space! God damn it, Scorpio. I'm not the captain, but I am the leader. That's how we get things done, especially when the stakes are high. And the stakes couldn't be higher. If we don't find the cause, the origin of that phenomenon that's become the hyperwork drive, eventually all of us and everyone in the Cavalier will starve. Oh, don't worry, Backyard. I'm quite familiar with how humans do things in their own cute little way. And by the way... You have committed the urgency fallacy. You have appealed to a sense of urgency. It's not a fallacy if we're actually against a ticking clock. That's where you're wrong. You see, to me, everything is a fallacy. God damn it. But by that logic, you have to admit that then nothing would be a fallacy, right? I'm sorry, Rip Van Winkle, but... Your jab did not land on me, although I admit it is my dream to die by my own logic in spirited debate. That's how my species considers a good death. Now you listen here, Scorpio. You and I were both assigned this mission, but Rip Van Winkle volunteered (laughs) to come on this mission. (laughs) I swear. You go easy on him. I understand. The man woke up one month ago. (laughs) 
and you woke up one month in the plot of Earth that every Vanguard ship is issued. Of course. Well, good luck. Otherwise, it would make no sense for Rip Van Winkle to be here. No, but every Vanguard ship is given a 20 by 20 foot plot of Earth soil. Sure. And a month ago, this old man woke up and burrowed out of it like a worm out of an apple. He was rushed to the medical bay where he was declared alive, <laughs> despite all the odds. And now I just want to find my place. Everyone on the ship has something to do. There's a mortician. There's a lawyer. There's even a pet. But what can Rip Van Winkle be to the Cavalier? That's why I volunteered. I gotta do something of value. Hey, I want to be of service. Well, if you want to be of... Wait! Rip, stop! <laughs> stop jumping around a little bit. Hello. <laughs> And Backyard points down, right in front of Rip's left foot. There is a natural tripwire. Rip, you almost committed the tripping fallacy. And got us all killed. I'm so sorry. Rip Van Winkle picks up his foot and, I mean, I'll, I'll roll for this too, places it over the tripping fallacy. Wait, uh, the, before you put your foot down, look under your foot. And we see that there's an organic plant mine right where you were about to step. Uh, 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 it's too late. Rip Van Winkle is, always, is already out of balance. His one foot's up and his other foot is hovering in the air. This guy hasn't been working on his ankle health. He wavers back and forth uh, 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 and falls backwards onto his old back. I'll never be of help. Can you make a lasers roll? I got a one. Wow. Okay, great. Um, you narrowly miss another natural mine. Now, this jungle begs the question, what type of jungle predators is it evolved to save itself from? Such a strange world. Rip Van Winkle uh, uses his gun to help stabilize him as he raises himself up. I don't know, but if we find it, we better kill it. Before the jungle does. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Is that, was, was that not helpful? I can't even find the fallacy because I can't identify the source of the logic. What? I, I Look, I'm a bit, I've been reading some books. I'm trying to do a scatter shot. <laughs> you volunteered for this mission, believing it to be a race with the jungle to kill? Killing's the one thing I can do. I Jesus. used to kill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, fellas. We could sit sure. here all day, yemming and yamming back and forth. But ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do. And to find this thing that we're supposed <laughs> to find. Scanner says it's about five clicks that way, but there ain't no path. Get to a whacking, fellas. Uh, Rip Van Winkle uses his rifle to sort of blast a, pla a path in a way, as if it's like a video, like in a video game, you're just blasting a path through, uh, through the jungle. Whoa! Temper, temper, Rip Van Winkle. You humans are so quick to shoot with your guns and so slow to shoot with your wits. I shoot uh, wit. I shoot witticisms into the jungle. <laughs> they come out of a hole in my wrist. I shoot bumbos at them. Like Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, can you make a feelings roll? Absolutely. 
That was a six. Great. It works. <laughs> okay, I do. I shoot up. By your logic, you just hear that like fly out of my wrist and it like cuts a hole in the jungle. And I look back with a shit eating grin on my say- face and I say, we phallocenes evolved for jungle living. Well, I don't understand it, but I appreciate the help, I guess. That's fine. There's so little you humans do understand. I understand we got to get moving or we'll die. And I understand we got to get moving because I'm tired of being in the same place for my whole goddamn life. Let's keep going. Rip, as you begin to make your way through the path cut by Scorpio, you see a particular tree up ahead. The kind of tree that looks like it would be great to take a nap at the base of. It's got that perfect little arc as the roots come up from the from the ground. It's got some nice soft bark. It's plenty shady. Oh, wow. You guys all see this tree? He lurches forward, stroking the roots like it's a little puppy dog. In the back of his mind, he can hear the rolling, bowling pins of the mountains where he first fell asleep. Oh, wow. This, hey, I mean, you would be ashamed to go on this mission and not. You know, be at our... F- I put a scaly hand onto your shoulder and I say, Now, now, Rip Van Winkle, I know old habits die hard, but let's hope that old men die harder. Right this way. <laughs> but that... Wait, but what did you mean by... <laughs> it, you would die easily here under this tree. Look up. You see? Poisonous coconuts waited just above your head. What are you talking about? Ah! Poisonous co... You saved my life. Yes. And by Phallocene law, you owe me now. Great. I can pay you back in an argument about something that I really care about, but you don't care about, and that way you can, like, uh, be a bit removed when you talk about it? Those terms are acceptable. Fantastic. Scorpio, I think we're going to be the best of friends. Hmm. What a very rare reaction to me. The ship's contrarian. Uh, hey, I'm trying to connect. Hey, I'll connect with anybody. I'll connect with anybody. I just need to... Uh, uh, what's that up ahead? He looks up ahead to see a uh, a three-winged bird flying in a circle around itself, hitting against the ground as it bounce, and as it hits against the ground, it bounces back up. It, it, it seems like it's some sort of dance, though it looks quite chaotic to all of us. Beautiful, but we must assume it's deadly and stupid. Deadly and stupid. Such a dangerous combination, and yet, well, I'll say no more. I live on a ship with humans. <laughs> I've had just about enough of your entendres and barbs, Scorpio. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you prefer a more malleable personality from I? Yes. Well? Do you have one? No. Oh. I'm being as gracious as I can possibly be, and I bow deeply while maintaining eye contact with Backyard. <laughs> God damn it. I thought sarcastic salutes were the worst, but they're sarcastic. Well, now I've seen everything. Oh, but backyard, I live to serve. And I do an even deeper bow. Yeah, let's hope so. And backyard begins thrashing away from the three-winged bird. (laughs) It's blocking our path. Good thing I have a shotgun. Rip Van Winkle takes out his shotgun (laughs) and points it. flying in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Only one way through this. Well, we could wait four seconds, or you can try and shoot it with your 19th century shotgun. 
can I'll even sh- make a loud noise, most likely scaring it away. I'll show you all that I got something of value here. Maybe I could be the ship's sharpshooter or the 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 ship's uh, guy who makes cutlets. Unfortunately, Rip Van Winkle, the ship's sharpshooter is taken by Tiny Texas James. Uh, and damn it, the ship chef is taken by fan favorite Liberty Balboa. Oh damn. I guess I'm going to be nothing but the ship's sad sack. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> poor Charles is the ship's sad sack. <laughs> Point of order, he did not say chef. He said guy who makes cutlets. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You did say guy who makes cutlets. Now, <laughs> that position doesn't exist. Well, oh, there's cutlets. So they, they could be a compelling niche. Uh, now, Rip Van Winkle, I know that recently you discovered what a cutlet was, and you <laughs> must have assumed one it's man amazing. Makes these. I got if you grew up where I grew up, and you suddenly had a chicken cutlet, you'd be your mind would be popping open. Uh, I'm not. Don't even ask me about the time I discovered chipotle mayonnaise. Scorpio, please, I beg you. We gotta go easy on him. He lived a life of eating whole chickens, I guess. He's got a lot to absorb now that he's in our time, and especially here on a dangerous planet. It doesn't seem like you and I can agree about anything, but we should try and protect old Rip. Well, on that we can agree on. Even though on my planet, going easy on the elderly is considered against the law. You've all been talking here too long. Can everyone make a feelings roll? Yeah. Says you. I failed mine. I I failed mine very badly. Success. Only Rip Van Winkle, with his spry nimbleness, is quick enough to realize that the Three Wings bird gambit was taking its final play. Just in the last second, Rip, you duck, as seven more three-winged birds descend down and attack Scorpio and Backyard. That one flying in the circle, why, he wasn't an idiot. He was trying to be a distraction, and he worked. The birds claw and peck at your faces. What do you do? Ah, clever girls, clever girls. Rip Van Winkle, still with his gun pointed, puts it down and turns it over. He holds it by um, uh, the neck and swings the handle to bludgeon the birds. Uh, And I'm going to, uh, Scorpio's going to put his hands out around him, trying to generate a shield by saying, this is nothing more than an appeal to nature. Backyard Pile simply slices through the birds with his laser machete. Backyard, you are able to kill several of the birds and scare them away. Scorpio, your appeal to nature is uh, uh, falls on deaf ears, and you sure. continue to be attacked and pecked. Dear, I'm finding this to be an awful ad hominem. So help me! Rip Van Winkle uh, starts swinging that handle at, uh, at Scorpio's birds, trying to knock them off his new... Friend? They're beginning to grab Scorpio by the limbs and lift him up. Typical. They want me in the sky, I see. Seems no one can get enough of Scorpio Nair, the ship's contrarian. Desperate to help, Rip Van Winkle puts down his gun and tries to bite the neck of the nearest bird, killing it and letting the blood ring out. Make a laser's roll. Three, the failure. You try to bite this bird's neck, but it likes it and then it begins pecking your face. He's gotten the bird's attention 
what he wanted to do the whole time, away from the contrarian, away from Scorpio, and he tries to, to bring it back towards the, 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 the circling bird. <laughs> Come on, that's right. Ah, Rip, right this you way. fool, you fool. The logic here is clear. The birds have clearly demonstrated that they're subs because they liked being bit in the neck like that. And so, if you want to own them, you need only submit to them. Watch this. Oh, birds, oh, birds, I'll do whatever you say. And I, I, he looks towards God, seeing if this worked. The birds all look at each other, and you notice that you're no longer rising. They're holding you in the in midair. They're not taking you any higher. And they all sort of look at each other, and they chirp back and forth at each other, uh, like they're in heated conversation. Could they be completely sentient? We don't have time to discover that. What does happen, though, is... Eventually, they all nod and lower you back down to the ground. It's working. Yes, have your way with me, birds. Have your way. You'll you'll hear no protestations from me. And just as Scorpio's feet touch the ground, the laser machete comes from screen right and pierces all four of the birds that were grabbing Scorpio's shoulders in a shish kebab. The birds are impaled, and Scorpio is freed from their grasp. Dinner's on me. Thank you, Backyard. I suppose every problem is a nail when all you have is a hammer. God damn it! I just saved your life. I saw you did. I saw how quick you both were to save my life. Maybe methinks the ship's contrarian serves a more vital role on the ship than he be getting credit for, do we not be thinking? I'm doing my duty, Scorpio, and nothing more. And he, you, Backyard walks over and pulls the laser machete out of the tree with the four birds on it. We gotta find some place to camp for the night. It's too dangerous out here. And I guess we'll have to find a mm, big tree to sleep under. Mm. I'm on it. He, uh, Rip Van Winkle uh, tries to lurch up ahead um, uh, to, find, to find a tree big enough for all of them to sleep under. He's observing roots. Scorpio's gonna lean into backyard and he's gonna say, Although his methods be strange, he does have one skill set, and that's finding big trees under which to sleep. Yeah, uh, Rip, you're an expert in this field, so I'm going to say you can make a prepared feelings roll. Uh, I got a one and then a laser feelings. Amazing. He looks around for a big tree, big enough for all of us to sleep under. Though the reference would fall on deaf ears if I told Rip Van Winkle, you find a tree that just that looks just like the big one at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's huge. The canopy stretches for for yards and yards. It's soft, inviting branches you think could fit like, uh, you know, a cafeteria-style dining hall. They're so big. Uh, friends, uh, look up here. Uh, big enough for all of us to spend the night. Uh, uh, we can rest our weary heads on these uh, elegant roots, and we'll be protected from the rain. Assuming this planet has rain, this planet. Gosh, what a world. Uh, And it will protect us from that. Uh, I can stay up with my shotgun and make sure all of you get a good night sleep. You all need. You staying awake under a tree? Now I've heard everything. <laughs> uh, playful ribbing, eh? Uh, something that the future people love. Uh, we didn't have sarcasm where I came from, so I'm getting used to the new uh, turns of phrases. And yeah, you are being sarcastic because you love me. Slam cut to sizzling weird birds on a spit. 
slowly spinning over the fire. The fire is blue. Blue fire. What do they think of next? Green hair? <laughs> Scorpio's going to look at Backyard and say, Are you going to tell him or should I? He'll figure it out soon enough. What you've been grilling, you realize, when you plucked and dressed these birds, is that they are, in fact, tri-winged beef birds. What you're cooking <laughs> is red meat. Mm. It's like a, del- it's like delicious Angus steaks, but in cutlet form. Hey, hey, don't worry, everyone. I've worked with red meat before. I'll cook it till there's not an amount of pink left, so it's safe to eat. Actually, Rip, uh, these days huh? most people prefer their red meat a little on the rarer side. Really? Especially given how fresh these beef birds are. And Rip, I'm loath to kick a man while he's down, or to take a wind out of a man's sails, but did you notice how these birds, the moment they died, fell naturally into cutlet shape? Oh, I noticed, because I was so ready to try to figure it out myself. I guess I won't be the ship cutlet maker, unless I can be the ship farmer and raise birds like this. You don't have a ship farmer, do you? Uh... Do you want to tell him? I do want to, but I understand human decorum and that you humans have limits to how much bad news you can receive in one day. Such a strange way to have evolved. Yeah, we got the beef birds. That's the only lucky break we've gotten. We couldn't land the shuttlecraft any closer because of the same phenomenon that's becalmed the Cavalier. And now there's no clear path. We're not making a lot of time. We can only afford to sleep for a few hours, and then we gotta get a move on again. There's just no telling what kind of challenges we can face or what awaits us at the end of our trail. Scorpio, I, to be honest, I don't know why you were assigned to this mission, but if you've got any sort of technological abilities or training here... Backyard throws Scorpio the quad scanner kind of aggressively, so it hits him pretty hard in the chest. Maybe now that we're closer, you can get some useful readings on... Whatever it is up ahead. Would be my pleasure, Backyard. Although, did I detect a hint of hatred in your voice? Or do my ears, or what passes for ears on my strange head, deceive me? No hatred at all, Scorpio. I'm just doing my duty. Interesting, interesting. I see it's all subtext with you, and that sub... Nope. No? All text? It's my duty to not have subtext. That's day one, the Vanguard forces. Then it seems I overestimated you. And now to use this strange device thrown recently at my chest. A one and a two and a I know what to do. Here I go. I'm turning it on. <laughs> Scorpio, can you make a lasers roll? That's a success. I got a two. So you can tell about one click ahead of you, there is a river. And if you if you were actually to enter that river and follow the course of the river, it could actually get you to your destination faster than just traveling over land. Well, now, this is interesting. I see that Backyard has a certain path for us, but this machine here tells me that we're but to click away from a river. A river that, if we were to set foot into it and allow it to carry us away, would get us to our destination much faster. How interesting that he's the one in charge, and yet I'm the one with this knowledge. It's a group effort. Yes, I suppose it does take a village to use the most famous human catchphrase. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle hears this and gets to whittling. He grabs a near, he uh, goes to the nearest route and tries to whittle a boat 
out of it. Uh, it's going to take all night. Uh, but he's going to try to uh, build a boat uh, to get that we can all get on to go onto the river. Rip. Y- yes? Here. And Backyard kneels by, by Rip. He, the campfire in the background sort of casts a warm, ambient glow. Maybe we hear some far-off fiddle or harmonica music in, in their heads as... <laughs> as, as backyard... Scorpio takes out a Bluetooth speaker and plays some harmonica. <laughs> I have just the thing. The Cold Mountain soundtrack begins to play from Scorpio's Bluetooth speaker. Hey, Rip. Uh, today we have these things called vasers. And in a way, they're a lot like knives. If knives could be very long and hot. Long, hot knives. Like the thing the blacksmiths would use to puck out the coal. Eh, I've had my time observing blacksmiths. They're so strong. It's fun to watch strong people do their thing. Well, you've never, you've never met a blacksmith that wouldn't appreciate this. Here, and he sort of puts the vaser in Rip's hand and then puts his hand over it, uh, like he's t- guiding his hands and showing him what to do. This can whittle faster than any knife. Just set it to, yeah, that's it. Craft yeah. mode. It's the heat. It feels kind of good. Scorpio suddenly notices what's happening and says, Good lord! He's 90% finished whittling a boat, the size of which could fit all of us. This man's a phenomenal whittlist. You're getting the hang of it, Rip. Even Scorpio admits it. I'll be the ship's whittler. I'll be the ship's whittler. No, Rip. And done. Look, a boat big enough for all of us. Well, look, you even whittled into it compartments. Yes, to keep some of the beef cutlets. All right, well, in we go, fellows. We're, we have well, a moment to waste. <laughs> I think if we get in the boat now, it won't work. I think we have to put it in the river. That's true. That's true. That's something I got some expertise in. The, where the but boat of course, gotta go. Of course, the contrarian wants to get inside a boat on land. Well, through my madness, there is a method. Ah, it is I alone who exposes the faults in others' logic. I'll believe it when I see it. Is it time for me to pay back the gift you owe me by arguing that you should be in a boat in water? Which is something, frankly, I do care about. It's not yet the time for me to call on your big favor, but make no mistake, Rip Van Winkle, I will hold you to your promise to me. I will. You owe me one argument. Hey, I get that. Hey, maybe I'll be the ship's debtor. I'll owe debts to everyone. That was practically my job back when I, before I fell asleep. I owed many debts. Look at that. We're already to the river as we talked <laughs> as we walked. <laughs> You're right, you tromped through the jungle, through the dark of night, somehow avoiding the many horrible and terrifying predators, and you found yourself just feet from the river. It's just there, it's just in front of you. But can everyone make a laser's roll? I can try. Laser feelings. Major fail from Backyard Pie. I got a Roll to five. Rip, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah, has this forest revealed anything that we should be... Um, that we haven't questioned that we should be curious about. Yes, and you notice it in just that moment, Rip, because you very quickly realize that something's wrong beneath your feet. And you, just in that moment, 
drop the boat and leap away. Scorpio, you're never one to be caught flat-footed. You just see Rip doing that and you do the same, but backyard, suddenly you've got the whole weight of the boat in your hands. And you realize then that the perfectly normal pile of rocks you've been walking the boat across is not a perfectly normal pile of rocks. It's quick rocks. Whoa, it's quick rocks, everybody. Like a ball pit designed by a problematic person, you begin to feel yourself being pulled downward, falling deep into a maybe endless pit. Oh dear, oh goodness. Um, I, I look around quickly for vines. I, I'm going to toss this backyard pile character a vine or two. Scorpio, you're helping someone? Yes, of course I'm helping someone, Joe. Why, I live to serve, after all. All right, make a lasers roll. Sure. That's a failure. You find you pull at what you think are vines, but are actually just like bamboo. Um, it's just like tall, sturdy uh, trunks. You know, you can't just like swing it over. Ah, no, to... they're, they're too tall. They're too sturdy. And yet there's a certain brittleness to them. Regardless, they're inadequate for the task of pulling up backyard pile. Shit. Rip Van Winkle knows what to do. His long, foot-long beard, he, uh, he throws the tip of it to backyard pile, uh, attempting to pull him up by his beard alone. Are you sure? That's okay. I don't mind dying. I mind you dying. You're the best friend I've ever had. Come on. No one's dying today. I saw the face you made when I say that. I know it's depressing. I'm not an idiot. I know it's depressing, but at least I'm honest. I'm Come sorry. On. It's my job not to have any subtext. <laughs> I'm going to wrap my tail around the, the trunk of a tree and grab Rip's ankles to sort of like extend how far he can reach. With Scorpio's help, you're able to reach out just that much farther, just as Backyard is slipping. His face is slipping beneath the quick rocks. But then he grabs out. And then, slowly, Scorpio, ever so slowly, is able to pull you both back, 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 out of the pile of quick rocks. He's coming. He's coming. He's being rescued, but... At a cost, because Backyard had to let go of the boat. The boat's still in there. Just as he is freed from the dangerous, the dangerous pool of quick rocks. I have to go back. The boat's still in there, and I think my phone. No, no. First of all, what the fuck is a phone? Uh, tell me later. Second of all, <laughs> don't go back for the boat. A life is more important than a transportational thing. Although his logic is flimsy, Rip is right. The boat is less valuable than the tactical captain of this mission. God damn it, you two rookies. That boat was our lives. Do you think we'll survive for two seconds in that river? Who knows what kind of creatures or plants are in there? Perhaps all dangerous life forms on this planet moved out of the water and into the jungle, and it's a safety men's delight inside of the river. A safety man's delight. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's you. Every phrase is an Earth phrase. I can't have a phrase from my own planet. It's just, uh, I, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it sounds nice, you know, uh, to be a, to be at a place where you're safe and sound and asleep. Uh, I, I, it sounds amazing. Save your pity for yourself, old man. As unreasonable as it might seem, it's not that crazy. Did an op on a planet called Jupiter Origins once, and we escaped a burning building by some naturally occurring water slides. So what are we saying? We just jump in? No, look around. Nature, as it has threatened us on land, might yet provide near the banks of the river. And sure enough, 
50 yards down the bank of the river, there appeared to be natural life preservers growing on a big bush. They sort of look like, like, uh, like, like watermelons, but donut shaped. And we see one fall because it's autumn on this planet. And right. we see one fall. And yes, it floats in the river. Of course, you would recognize these as tube berries. I'm going to put a hand out very quickly and be like, careful, careful. Look. And you see a, a bird, a, a, a double breasted bird is going to land on the tube. The tube is going to snap up on it, eating the bird. I say, you see, those are false tube berries. Look one foot to the left of that bush, though, and you see true tube berries. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, but wait, look. And we see that in front of the true tube berries, there are a series of, like, buttercup, sort of shaped like Mm -hmm. flowers that have grown up with these sort of, like, tube-like mouths. And out of those tubes are shining lasers. It seems to be a sort of plant-based laser grid. We'll have to acrobat our way through that naturally occurring laser grid. But wait. True, it's the only way. Oh, yes, Rip, you see something that we didn't see. Yeah, it's a snake. Be careful. <laughs> oh, it's very good, Rip. Very Thank good. You. you saw a snake. It's Thank actually you. not a snake because as one snake slithers out, seven more snakes slither behind it, and you find they all connect at a little, a little sack in the back because this is the Roblox Gorgona. Jesus. Commonly called the Sackaback. But they're known to be mostly harmless and it just slithers into the river. Warning canceled. No, Rip, you fool. Don't you see? We could ride the Roblox Gorgona on the river. When you get enough of them together, they'll form one large harmless raft for us. You're right. He takes out his revolutionary arrow whistle and starts playing, trying to tempt the uh, uh trying to tempt all the Roblox Gorgonas together. Rip, can you make a feelings roll and we'll make we'll make that a prepared feelings roll because you are acting with the grace of St. Patrick. Failure. Success. Well, that's mixed. So you do gather together several Gorgonas, but it's a little weak. You know, it's it, to support three, the three of you, it's going to be a little rickety, a little dangerous. It's this or swim. What do we say, boys? Well, it seems to me the noblest option would be to draw straws or have some sort of rock, paper, scissors is how you use it. Yeah. For us, it's rock, paper, sharp rock. Uh, we would we could do some sort of contest to see who's the one that has to go in the river. That way, the other two don't have to worry about sinking. Uh, no problem. I'll go in the river. Or we could forego the game altogether and let the low status person volunteer to die. Yes, I like that. I want to be of help. If that means putting myself at risk, I'm happy to do it. Well, I have no problem with it. I do. I'll be damned if I let a one-month-awakened immortal man who lived in dirt for hundreds of years die on a volunteer mission on an alien planet. Rip, Scorpio, let me swim. And if I die, well, I had a hell of a ride. Now, boys, boys, please, you can both swim, and I'll, I alone will ride the Roblox Gorgona. No, I insist. Rip, Scorpio, hop on these snakes. Before hopping on the snakes, I'm Rip, long on the snakes already. <laughs> <laughs> Before Rip, hurry, get on. 
before hopping on the snakes, uh, Rip turns to look at a backyard pile in the eye, grateful for what he's offered to him. A real act of kindness for a guy who needs it. And as he looks him in the eye, he sees just a flash of something he hasn't seen in a while. Something well, they're long gone. He hasn't seen them in years. Something in his eyes seems a bit familial. All right, well, I'm pushing off. Backyard pile is already in the river, holding on to the edge of the snake raft with his hand. Rip, it's now or never. Uh, 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 did I choose? Uh, now, he falls face first into the snakes. They all hiss with joy. They love being a raft. I love you so much. I love you so much. My snakies, I love you. And now it's smooth sailing from here to our destination. Unfortunately, Scorpio will soon see the irony in those words, for it's not smooth sailing. Because that current is far stronger than it looked from the shore. It's it's practically racing you down the river. And quickly, even the Gorgonas are overwhelmed. They break apart, and you're all you're all just in the water. And this rushing current is far too strong for even your impressive skills. We haven't discussed this before, but you're all fantastic swimmers. And yet! You struggle to keep your head above the water as the raging current drags you down, down, into that dark cavern ahead. Where does it lead? We don't know. Oh, but you're, there's no way away. You're going in. You're going down. No! Hello, oh, these, those fans of podcasts. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, my beloved listeners, my, my theses, my, my adventurers in the stars of audio fiction. <laughs> it's me, your GM and producer, Joe Lepore, here with cast member and co-producer, Taylor Moore. Aloha. And we're here to share some very exciting news about the podcast. Listeners, check this out. You've probably heard about our amazing Patreon, where you spend $5 a month, and in exchange, you get an additional bonus episode of Oh, These, Those Stars of Space every single month. Did you, you know that there were eight episodes waiting, eight whole new episodes waiting for you on Patreon? If you have listened to every episode, or just if you even have like two or three favorites of, of the show, yeah. favorite episodes, yeah, you're missing out on an ocean of joy. For one Abraham Lincoln dollar bill <laughs> uh you get access to eight more complete exciting these those episodes with groomda with legs with others oh, ooh, who are some characters that have only appeared on the patreon show albany kids menu albany kids menu uh dr redfield <laughs> yeah. that's one of ali's characters that no like that is that character is like D.B. Cooper. Like, that is one of the most <laughs> mysterious characters that has ever been on the show. She, Impossible. Parach she parachuted off the ship in the night and we never saw her again. <laughs> even with even with the, the, the 2020 vision of hindsight, impossible to parse. Yeah. Coyote Ugly, the ship stuntman, played by Branson Reese. Um, yeah. So it, it, check out that Patreon. Check out the $5 tier. It's great if you haven't already. If you want to sweeten the pot, well, we've got a real pot sweetener for you. Because we are introducing a brand new $10 tier to our Patreon. Now, Joe, this isn't for just any piece of shit walking on the street that wants to hang out. This is for the 
Silver. The creme de la creme mm. of podcast listeners. And we think that's you. Yeah. they. You look like the cream of the cream. Which you got to assume is pretty creamy. So what we're adding in this new tier is we're going to start hosting on our Discord uh, watch-alongs of amazing science fictional content from across the spectrum of uh, televised and filmed media. The thing, I just want to watch more movies and I want to hang out with you all. Right, uh, right. But I can only do that if it's for work. If you're, yeah, we have to monetize every hobby yeah. uh, or we're bad people. That's what capitalism has done to us. So what this will entail is we're, we'll host these on the Discord. Uh, you can just watch in your little Discord window and we'll be on mic as well, riffing, talking about the movie or show, chatting with each other, sharing funny riffs. Chatting avec you. Yes. Yeah, we'll have the chat open and we'll be answering questions and we'll be involving you in the conversation. If you're a Rude Tales patron, um, you might have seen us do this a couple times on the Rude Tales uh, Discord. But this will be like that, but specifically, you know, would involve trips to the stars, maybe treks of some kind, perhaps. 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 Uh, uh, a star that battles galactically. Uh, who yeah, knows? Who knows? We're not going to admit to you know committing intellectual property crimes. Yeah, we'll neither confirm nor deny any any selections at this time. But you can you can imagine if you're smart. Oh, but actually, Joe, the SWAT team is here. I do have to go. Oh, oh, okay, great. Um, we'll say hi to them for for me. I I was with them earlier, uh, giving them some important information. Yeah, they're screaming something about how my Jonathan Frakes real doll is a uh, a knockoff. I don't know. I had to go talk to them. Number one, come. All right. Well, we'll be letting you get back to this regularly scheduled episode, everybody. And hey, we'll see you in the stars. Oh, no. This is so typical of rivers. Scorpio, if you're not going to argue with me about one thing, make it this. Hold on! That could be a ride! <laughs> stick a feather in my head and call it macaroni! <laughs> if you've ever been in a kind of dark water slide, boy, can you relate to these characters. Okay. Jostled, soaked, carried down this endless dark passageway. Where is it going? You better hope you get there soon. Backyard. I mean, Backyard's pants are covered in, like, utility pockets, and he's got a belt, and he's got gear, and he reaches in, and he grabs, like, one of those big green tubes, and he snaps it, and you hear the crack of it in air, and light fills the cavern. What do we see as we're falling? The cavern ceiling is covered in razor-sharp stalactites. Not a threat. What do we see to the sides and below? Assessment. Uh, little, uh, little acid snails. <laughs> just burning trails down the wall. How, how, like, how far, like, how high up, is this, is this a fatal drop? Fatal drop? Yeah, like, I'm look. I'm, I'm falling, I got light, I'm looking down. How high are we? Oh, it's not, it's not wide enough for you to be able to tell that. You're moving downwards, but not at, like, that, you're not, like, in a waterfall. Oh, it's a water slide. It's like slide. you're in a tunnel. It is truly I've never like been water. in a water slide, personally. Backyard has. I oh, you should try not. it sometime. I don't know. It sounds scary. Acid snails, Joe? Whoa!
No, look out for those stalactites. They're razor sharp. Scorpio has closed his transparent eyelids so he can still see, but the water is not splashing uh, his eyes. And he's completely rigid. He's just like a ruler. Um, and he, but he occasionally will put his arms out to slow his descent. He is trying his absolute best to stay in the middle of the formation. Uh, so he'll speed up a little or he'll slow himself down. He wants to be right in the middle. So whoever the first one is, he assumes is going to hit something and die so that he can uh, brace for that. And he doesn't want to be at the very end because if they're being chased, he doesn't want to get picked off. Uh, and uh, Backyard looks over and sees that Rip is panicking. Rip! It's just like a log flume from your time. Pretend you're a log. Rip is, is, is scattering his arms. He's never been on a slide, much less a water one. So his arms are flailing around. His feet are flailing around. But he hears, but he hears Backyard's command. And he goes, ah, ah, be a log. Be the log. Be the log. He uh, pulls his body in. He hold, uh, His feet go straight and long. And he holds his... um. His rifle, like Excalibur, uh, you know that image I'm talking about, like uh, yes. when King Arthur on his like chest. On the, yeah, yeah, on that on that chest, and as he does, he flows, baby. He's flowing down. He's comfort, and he's even, frankly, having a little bit of fun. And so you see, backyard, it was indeed a good idea to include the Dudley Do Right ride from Universal Islands of Adventure when we sat Rip Van Winkle in that clockwork orange room and just blasted him with images of the past several centuries. You said I was a fool to include it, but I knew it would pay off. Hindsight's 2020, but try to focus on what's happening right now, Scorpio! Rip, when you got when you were taken into that clockwork orange room and got that info dump of history, what are like the three images that stick with you the most? <laughs> A scene from uh, Booksmart. Those kids are funny. Um, the <laughs> the first thing that made him laugh. <laughs> it was hundreds of years. The the, the image of uh, going through a black hole. That's scary. And then finally, a chicken cutlet sandwich. Uh, one of the many advertisements from fast food places that they had showed him to get him aware of what's happening in the culinary universe. Yeah, most about 80% of what you were shown was fast food advertisements. You're all rocked back and forth. <laughs> this river, it goes so fast. Sometimes it, it, it seems to carry you up and then down. It's digging left and right. You're being pulled every which way. Boys, link up. Link up. Wherever will you be taken? Oh, and then... Splash. <laughs> the cavern empties out, finally, back into the outside, and you each land in a gentle, placid pool. A relief. <sighs> <sighs> Report in! Damage report! It's a good question, Backyard Pile, because your waterlogged journey did not come without casualties, for in that last moment, just as you were spit out from the cavern, one of those razor-sharp stalactites, well, it sliced off Rip's beard. Oh, 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 oh no! The physical representation of my drama! My beard! Now that's what I call a close shave. <laughs> Scorpio, can you make a feelings roll? Yes. Uh, that was a six. That was a success. Okay. You look at Backyard, and then you look at Rip. And then you look back at Backyard, 
and then you look at Rip. And now, with Rip's beard gone, for the first time, you're noticing a similarity in their jawlines that hadn't occurred to you before. Now wait just a second. There's no time to wait. We don't know what could be in this outdoor pool we're in. We gotta get out of here pronto. You're right, you're right. After all, it was just a passing thought. As you crawl out of the pool, you find yourselves near a cliff. A large tree is perched over the cliff, a lone tree. It's unlike the rest of the jungle you've been in. This, this area is kind of barren, save for this one giant tree. And nestled in its massive boughs is a luxurious treehouse. <gasps> this treehouse, why it makes glamping look like a war crime. <laughs> a beautiful teak structure with massive windows. It's a place you'd like to die in, and who knows, maybe you will. Backyard, a ping on your scanner indicates you've reached the source of this strange phenomenon that's preventing the Cavalier from going to hyperwarp. Scorpio, am I reading this right? You had some luck with the quad scanner before. Could it be? Is that mid-century treehouse? Wonder of wonder, miracles of miracles. You are reading it right. And yes, that is the source of our dilemma. That structure looks recognizable. Perhaps a creature who might need shelter as we do. Perhaps it's not a naturally occurring phenomenon at all. Hmm, but it could be dangerous. We better send our resident tree expert in. Rip, you heard the man. Go in. I'll go in, but just warning you, last time I confronted strangers in the woods, uh, I took a big nap, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, there's plenty of time for story time later. Now, go risk life and limb by entering this structure. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll be a resident storyteller. I got stories about my family. Yes, he's climbing the tree. Oh, my family. Oh, good Worst. truck. Good truck. He's going to be... Rip, as you're climbing it, you do realize that, wow, you could take a nap for ages under this tree. Oh, you don't even need the treehouse. Just its beautiful trunk is enough for you. And as you climb each step, you feel those eyelids grow heavy. Can you make a lasers roll? Failure. Got a five. You nod off. No, no! We need to think of something quickly! Something that would excite somebody from the American Revolutionary War. What would excite someone from that thrilling time? Uh, to see a person's calf or ankle. Yes, yes, here we go! And then you hear uh, like a brassy rendition of You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby as I like reveal my scaly leg. It's gotta be you. My pants are tied and tucked too neatly into my combat Vanguard issue boots. Uh, Scorpio, this is a good plan. Can you make a prepared feelings roll? Thank you, I agree, yeah. Ooh, that's two failures. Rip, look, over here. A person showing off their ankles and calves. I'm a married man. I will pluck out the eye rather than sin. He's never mentioned a wife. No, but still, he's loyal to her, even though he's she would be long dead, obviously, and the the, the bonds of human matrimony only extend till death do they part. But, well, the man's sleepy, I understand. What else could excite someone from the American Revolutionary War period? 
weren't you... Wasn't the the Americans were at war with some, the Australians? Was someone they were at war with? Some, we could present in one of the enemy nations. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm not a history buff, but I'll give it my best shot. Good day, mate. Backyard, can you can you make a feelings roll? Yeah. Failed. A two. That's <laughs> so bad. Good day, mate. I'm here to make all the colonists eat marsupial meat. Kangaroos, koalas. There's another one, koakas. Mate, I already told you, I'm married. I ain't trying to mate with anyone else. He's pretty cognizant for a sleeping man. Yes. I've got an idea, but you can't ever tell anyone what we did here. Hmm, interesting. Yes, intrigue. My favorite type of trigue. God damn it, I can't believe I've got to trust you, but if the Cavalier ever found out the lengths we had to go to, we'd be toast. And I got to admit, Backyard, I may not like you, but damn it, I respect you. Now let's hear that juicy secret. Here we go. Hey, Rip, you're not going to believe this, but your wife somehow has still alive, and she survived all these years, and she's here, and she needs your help. Backyard, make three feelings rolls. Uh, a failure and a failure. Okay. And a success. <laughs> My wife, she's alive. <gasps> huh? Where? I'm in the... He looks around and doesn't see anyone, but he looks straight into Backyard Pile's face, and this this guy knows deceit. And he looks... You... You lied to me, but... And your lying woke me up. That's it. I'm the ship's sap. Everyone lie to me, fool me, trick me, lie me into the ground. I'll fall for anything. I know who I am. I'm the chips. Sap. Sap like a tree. And that makes me tired. <laughs> no, Sorry. it didn't work. What the hell? <laughs> he, 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 wakes, he wakes up again and starts climbing up the tree. I'm the ship sap, just like a tree. Fool me and put me in a tree. He climbs up to the very, very top and gets uh, up by this uh, uh, this strange home. You enter the treehouse and see before you a fairly Spartan spare space. It looks like someone without a lot of decorative flair but a lot of money has secured this treehouse um so there isn't a lot going on you just sort of you just sort of have the view of the jungle below huh, looks like but money there, can't buy taste there is one occupant there sitting on a chaise lounge out looking out across the view is a human man maybe 19 years of age with many notebooks scattered around him he turns to see you and says what do you mean I mean, looks like you got a lot of resources, but you can really zhuzh up the place, you know? Make it a little bit nicer for company. I'm not expecting any company. How'd you get here? I climbed the tree. Climbed the... No, how'd you get to the planet? The planet? Oh, maybe you're from the past, too. In the future, I guess the now, there's spaceships that bring us from planet to planet. We're coming from a different planet. What's your name? I'm Rip Van Winkle. Don't you think if I asked you how did you get to the planet, that would mean that I must know about space travel and other planets and 
aliens and all those things? Ah, you're right. Jeez, for once I wish Scorpio was here. He could pop your logic problems like a needle pops a balloon, which I've learned about recently. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, wh- hello, I'm I'm Tucker Carvana. Could you please? <laughs> Jesus. Worth it. Been here for two hours. Worth it, Joe. Great job. Now, would you mind just leaving me alone? I'm I'm I need some peace and quiet. Uh, wait. Uh, before you hear peace and quiet, let me introduce you to my friends, and then we'll leave you alone. Guys, come on up. Okay. And we, Are we, you two coming up? Well, I mean, he just said that to no one in the house in particular. <laughs> so we cut back out to uh, Backyard Pile and Scorpio. So you're telling me the only thing I can be sure of is that I am a mind that exists and nothing else? Well, the only thing you can be sure of, yes. What does that mean? Well, the fallacine mind. Oh, yes. Come on up the tree. I've met a man named Tucker. And we cut into, uh, let me let me cut to backyard pile and Scorpio like entering through the ladder up to the bottom of the treehouse. Well, it's a nice place you got here. Beautiful view. Oh, my God, more of you. This is exactly what I didn't want. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you having a bad day? The three of us have been stranded on your backwards jungle-like planet. We fought a plant laser grid and donuts with teeth to get here. You want some alone time? Maybe don't set up some sort of ship-killing field or whatever it is. I don't care, but you gotta turn it off, buddy. There were signs posted, there were beacons posted around the solar system. Anyone, you know, hooked up to the Corexian Vermont Safety Network would have seen them. This is specifically why I did that. I wanted no distractions, and yet here you all are. Imagine, we cut back to the Cavalier. Like, everyone's having a party and dancing, <laughs> watching Rip Van Winkle do, like, little weird <laughs> 18th century tap dancing in the in the cat cafe. And everyone's like, <laughs> he's not so bad. And, like, meanwhile, out the windows, we see them passing a giant sign. <laughs> Rip Van's like, I'll be the ship's entertainer. Oh, hi, Cavi. Let's go. Uh-huh. Cavi's playing fiddle, though. He's a good sport. We cut back. I find hyperwarp signatures very distracting. So I'm using this null warp emitter to render all hyperwarp signatures invalid in this solar system to finally give me a chance to get some work done on this retreat. Retreat? Yeah. From what? From uh, from society, so I can work on my novel. Oh, a full <sighs> retreat. He's a coward, I see. Yeah. Well, he's a writer. Those are synonyms. Look, buddy. <laughs> now that's one thing we can agree on. <laughs> Absolutely. The pen mightier than the sword? Yeah, right. Yes, you writers are hated sword? and hunted on Phallicenia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, bud, you just got to turn this thing off for a couple of days and then do what you want. Just let us pass through. No, no, no. That's not how it works. I need uninterrupted time to generate my ideas. That doesn't make any sense. We're interrupting it right now. The seal's already been broken. Please let us go. The only way I'm going is if I finish my novel. So if you could all just leave, I'll get to that much quicker. Scorpio, you gotta help me out. Here, uh, you maybe you could talk some sense to this guy. I'll try to break my duty and use subtext. Hey, Tucker. Yeah? You're a smart guy, huh? Well, I did attend the Mercury Writers Workshop. 
Oh, well, that's hard to get into. Yeah. Would you say you've got a pretty good analytical mind? You must. When it comes to the human condition, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say a guy like you, all he's got is his intellect. That and my good looks. You all have to admit he is an attractive man. Yeah, sure. okay. I admit nothing, and I walk over towards him, and I get right into his face. I say, you there. What genre is your novel? Historical fiction, I suppose. Historical fiction? Which era? Well, it sort of jumps between time periods. You see, it's about uh, a time-lost man from the past who is brought forward to the future and tries to connect with his only living descendant. Interesting, interesting. And who's the main character of this book? His name is Thaddeus? Thaddeus. So, by your logic, the character Thaddeus is moving through time, which tells me that the beginning, middle, and end of your book are irrelevant. Those are places on the... Pa they mark the passage of time. Am I correct or am I incorrect? Correct? Then you must admit that your book does not need to follow a linear structure. These are your words. I am simply parroting them back to you. It doesn't follow a linear structure. Fantastic. That means you can put the end right at the beginning. Am I wrong or am I right? Is this not a possibility? He's got him. But then, if the... He's doing it. If the end was the beginning, then what would I put at the end? The end would be at the beginning. You would simply open the book and finish the book instantly. You would have written the most efficient book of all time. Now tell me, is the goal of but a then writer where would to the fail? Go? No, where would I'm the not middle done with be? my question. Is the goal of the writer to fail or to succeed? To fail creatively. Everyone knows that. Yes, and that's why I hate writers. <laughs> so Everyone you would knows. fail at writing a normal length book creatively. That would mean that, sorry, that's a word we don't have, so I stumble with it. I'm excused. That would mean that you would succeed creatively at writing the world's most efficient book. So you would both fail and succeed. Am I right or am I wrong? R r right. You'd be, you'd be right. I, I, I think you'd be right, but then what if, yes, what if uh, I could, I could call the first chapter the end and then I could call the last chapter the beginning. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you wouldn't need to write very much of the book, which is the writer's true dream, to not do very much work. Yes, I'd have to do very little work at all. Yes, and, and by your own logic, the logic that you expressed to me with no goading or coaxing from me whatsoever, I am but a humble servant to logic. You must admit that you are already done with your book. Well, done with the writing, but... My mentors always said, a book's never done until someone reads it. Yes, that's true. Someone has to read the book. And you, he, he points at Scorpio, you would call yourself a literate man, wouldn't you? <gasps> yes, of, of course I would call myself a literate man. There are none more literate than I, in fact. Scorpio, if you need help, say something. I, and I, you would say There's that like a panicked look in my eye, but I shake my head no. We're right here. And clearly by this conversation we've been having, you would you would have to admit that your perspective in literary matters is uh, necessary and, and valuable, yes? Unrivaled even, yes, of course. So, of 
perhaps all the sentient beings on this planet, you would be the one most desirable to be a, a proofreader, a first reader. You would be someone uh, any author would die to have listed first in their acknowledgments. Uh, you see a spark in my eye. Yes, yes, as a matter of fact, I would be the best proofreader for your book. No, 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 rip, rip. Yeah? Prepare, get ready. Very well, then, uh, then simply, the, the only logical conclusion there is that you will read my book? No, Scorpio. Yes. No! I accept. I will read your book. And what's more, I will give notes to you on your book. On <gasps> one condition. Upon yes, anything, receiving anything. the notes, you must turn off the field and allow us safe passage. Very well. God damn it. This process can take weeks, if not months. And I, I wheel back. I say, now, now, Backyard. He didn't specify that it must take weeks, if not months. He didn't say the quality or the amount of notes. He just said I had to provide notes, which I intend to do. Rip and Winkle also, uh, Rip and Winkle turns and grabs Backyard Pile and goes, uh, don't worry. No matter how long or short it takes, I know what we can do to pass the time. Let's just say it's an old family secret. He puts his hands on his forehead, <laughs> on Backyard Pile's forehead, and moves it down, <laughs> closing his lids, and goes, Rah, goodbye, baby, don't say a shh, shh, sleep. And as, as, if he was chlor as if he had chloroform in his hands, which he doesn't, this is just a family secret, he, uh, he rocks the sleeping man to the ground. He then... Uh, goes, my son probably had a son like you, and he probably had a son like you too. I love you, my boy. He sits next to Backyard Pile and turns to Scorpion and goes, take your time. Yes, well, Arthur, as you see, my two companions are asleep for some reason. Now it's just you and me. Yes, and while I've taken your your suggestions to heart, I did already write all of this middle, and as you said, because your your perspective is so valuable that surely you must agree that any notes you give must be good notes, so I eagerly await... Yes, and as you said, any note I give is a good note, which means, by your logic, any note I give must be taken by you, or... Do you not want good notes on your book? Do you want to just write for no one? I want to write for you. Yes. All right, here's my first note. Too long. And I hand the book back to you. You asked for notes, you received notes. One note. One note is all you get from me. The quality of the note and the quantity of the note were not up for debate, which means they were left to me. I decided one note that was pretty okay would suffice. The quality of the notes were were sacrosanct. The quality of the notes were were the thing. You agreed that your notes were all sterling. Yes, by my standards, the notes might not be up to stuff, but by human standards, this was a king's parade. Is that a phrase that you have? No. Well, you don't know what you're missing. Now take <laughs> my notes. Very well. Very well, I'll take them. 
You've received the notes on the book, and by your own logic, you have to turn the field off now. Now, we must be allowed safe passage through this area. That is simply it. You have gone toe-to-toe with the Phallocene. And on this day, I want you to remember the Phallocene people. They are undefeated in fair debate. Tucker Carvana looks down and laughs a little. What? (laughs) Of course, you were undefeated, I suppose, but it seems you've forgotten the one galactic law about publishing. The first reader of any novel must give an excellent blurb. Scorpio is like thrown back by the... Ah! He's like thrown back and he hits the back wall. Uh, and he's he, he lands next to a, a framed picture with the first the first galactic law of authorship framed in it. Yeah, it fall. Actually, I land under it and it falls through. And my head goes through yes, the frame, yeah. and I and I have piano key teeth. Uh, and I look up and there's little tiny like uh, feathered pens like fly, floating around my head. And I go enough, and I, I walk towards you. I say fine, very very well. The first galactic law will be honored. I will provide an excellent blurb for your book. And we cut to the dream world where Backyard Pile and Rip Van Winkle are dreamwalking. And there's a great big sparkling tree. And underneath it are a bunch of sleeping panthers. And as we get close, the panthers wake up and become living human men. And I say, they told me I was grown in a tube of vat. Of genetic material, but I guess the genetic material had to come from somewhere, Papa. So you admit it. You see it too. We are the same lineage, not one the same. For you are something better than I ever could have hoped for. I'm proud of you. You got to fight in the war that I slept through. My son, a veteran. And my great, 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 great grandfather. Wait. That's it. The one thing the ship doesn't have. A granddad. You gotta be fucking me. You gotta... Don't fuck That's me That's still here. actually taboo in our age. You know, I mean, I just... I'm sorry, I've learned, I, I learned that from books, but you gotta be fucking with me. You're, you're telling me that there's, I can be a ship grandpapa? Yes, and all the men. And we see that there's all a bunch of men. The men throughout history. From the 1700s. <laughs> until the star date that we said earlier and we see the, all the different haircuts and shapes of clothes walks up and they're all one's a nodding. fireman yes. one's a doctor <laughs> a native american <laughs> one's a policeman no. <laughs> one's an artist with a beret and a palette <laughs> one's a chip and tell stripper with a bow tie on <laughs> But we see the bow ties change uh, over time and they become like angular and weird. And one of them has like scrolling LED text going across it. Eventually they just float in front of them. (laughs) Every Chippendale dancer's dream. The dollars in their G-strings go from like normal currency to like robo dollars. (laughs) They're floppy disks and they're actually like pretty cumbersome it's, it's the same presidents on the dollars but they're robot versions of the <laughs> we stopped electing we started building all these men agree 
Granddad. Grandson. I'll teach the ship how to whittle. Starting with you. So you gotta take, you need, first you need wood. And you can make that in the ship, apparently. You can make the wood in the ship. Hey, not, hey Granddad, don't yeah. rush yourself. We got all the time in the world. And we cut back to the waking world, and I hand the finished blurb to Tucker, and I say, there you go, Tucker. The best blurb that's ever been written. Read it out loud to me, won't you? Tucker Carvana's The Very Old Grandpa is one of the most thrilling debuts I've ever had the pleasure of experiencing. Every page dripping with excitement and pathos. I can't wait to see what he has in store for us next. There it is. I stand by every word. Now this, you must admit, was an excellent blurb. Wouldn't you like to read a book with a blurb such as this? But I won't because I've written it. Thank you, Scorpio. Thank you. And he um, he grabs uh, his rather large amulet he was wearing uh, and flips it around, revealing a little button, which he presses. You hear like an energy field dissipating. Ah, yes, I know that sound well. That's an energy field dissipating. Thank you, Tucker. You held up your end of the bargain, and I'll hold up mine. I'll promise to cut a few pages. Very well. <sighs> and I'll yeah. promise to take more naps in a tree. That is super rejuvenating. I told you, boy, I told you. <sighs> All right, you two. It's time for us to return to the Cavalier. As is usual, the Phallocene saved the day while the humans took a nap on the job. Oh, we weren't just taking a nap. Turns out Rip Van Winkle here's my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. And I found a thing I could be in the ship. I'll be the ship's grandfather. All the ship's crew will be my grandson and not need more. Okay, can you guys go away? <laughs> and I still... he taught me how to whittle. And I just... since we had infinite time in the dream realm, I taught him a few things too. Grandpa? Uh, Tucker pulls out a vaser and starts firing at you to run away. <laughs> what adventure lies next amongst these those stars of space. Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, these, those stars of space. Space.